Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome, ladies and gents, to Thoughts on Thoughts. <laughs> this is KJ. This is Taylor. And this is Jessica. And today we are talking about the riveting topic of sibling rivalry. And let me tell you, I will be very prominent on this episode because I have a lot <laughs> to say as an only child. I am quite yeah. the expert in this topic because I had um, cats for siblings, actually, for my entire life. So and she I, had more siblings than me and Taylor because of all combined. the cats. Yeah. I do still have scars on my body from these cats due to oh. our sibling rivalry. So, Ooh. yep, it's a big freaking deal. So you can uh, catch the pictures of those in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But I digress. Let's get into the nitty gritty of sibling rivalry. As you'll remember on our episode, transitioning from one to two kids, it's a hard transition. And guess what? It continues throughout the rest of your child's life. What you're saying is that having kids is hard? What? (laughs) Forever? I didn't know. (laughs) If you want to take an easier way, only have one. But and she'll know, become perfect like KJ. No, yeah. I gave my parents the full parenting experience. Oh, I, I believe them it. To experience every aspect of parenting. All of these different personality types you showed mm-hmm. them, all the different birth order. You probably were the oldest and the youngest and the middle child all rolled into one. 100%. Yeah. They're so lucky. Man. No category can define me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Um, So I was reading and doing some research for this episode, and I ran across a line that made me laugh really hard that said, and if they won't stop, just blame yourself because you probably shouldn't have had a second kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, okay, that's fair. But, I mean, siblings can be the best of friends and the worst of enemies. That's how it has always been since the beginning of time. And that's how it will always be until the end of time. So what I want you to remember is that it's not always bad that they fight. It's actually one of the best ways that kids can learn conflict resolution skills is fighting in the home with someone who is safe, such as a sibling. It's going to happen. Um, I don't think there is two siblings in the history of the world that have never fought If there are, if you have those two children, please call me. I would love to make a case study out of your life because Mm -hmm. it just is so unheard of. Because you're dealing with children who do not have fully developed brains and who are wired to get their needs met, not to listen to other people's needs. And so they're going to fight. It's just going to happen. So the question is, when does it start? As soon as the second sibling is born. And when does it end? 
when everyone is dead, I guess, <laughs> which is so morbid, but nice. it's true. <laughs> it's just really how it goes. Why do children compete with their siblings? Why do they fight with their siblings? Why do they argue? Why do they call them names? Why do they hit each other? All of this stuff. It comes down to attachment needs, really. They want attention from you. They want attention from their sibling or they're just bored. So they have a need to spice up their life. They want to be the favorite child so they can have more attachment. So they're going to be mean to their child and then hope that the other one gets in trouble. All of these reasons for provoking a sibling. I can remember many times when I'm sitting in the car and I'm feeling kind of bored. So I just do something to my sister. Like that was a thing. And I know for sure my brother did that to me. (laughs) So that's just how it goes. If you can remember that and keep it in that framework of this is normal and my child is just trying to meet some need, it's not really malicious, you're going to be okay. But there also is this other level, which is sibling bullying that really should be treated. And that's when you have that power differential where they're hitting them, they're calling them names all the time, and that child is taking it personally. That is a different level, and you should probably get therapy help for that. But we're going to talk about how to handle that too. But if it is that like ongoing bullying, intervene and do something, that is not normal. But calling your sister a poo-poo head is normal. (laughs) And sometimes your sister will laugh, and then sometimes she'll be really offended just based on maybe whether she needs a nap or is hungry at that time mm-hmm. or is in a really giggly mood, you know? And that's when yeah, you There's so many factors on. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it goes. So what can your kids learn from fighting with their siblings? So much. Do you guys have ideas? My kids fight all the time. Um They're very close in age, 18 months apart. So they're now in this stage where they like to do a lot of the same things and they're like physically capable of doing a lot of the same things. And so what uh, before, like what we used to do is um, we'd always be like, say you're sorry, you know, (laughs) over there and say you're sorry. (laughs) And they go over there and be like, sorry. And like, sorry didn't mean anything to them. So what our kids are learning right now is like resolving conflict, like figuring Mm -hmm. out how to get those conflicts resolved. So Scout will run over and she'll be crying. She'll be like, Boone did this. And almost before she can finish, we're like, well, then you need to go talk to Boone. Like, you need to go talk to him. So then she goes back. She's like, boo-boo, I felt really sad when you hit me in the face with that toy. And sometimes (laughs) Boone's like, oh, I could care less, you know. But then we're like, hey, boo, you know. So then he'll be like, okay. And then, so our thing now is like, you don't just say sorry. You ask if they're okay. And then you find a way to help them, you know. So Mm -hmm. like Boone, instead of being like, sorry, he has to say like, are you okay, Scouty? And she'll be like, kind (laughs) of. And then then we'll be like, what can you do to help her? And he'll be like, can I get you a Band-Aid? Can I bring you a toy? Can I give you a hug or a kiss or something like that? So for our kids, they fight all the time. But we're hoping that, and they are learning to like resolve their own conflicts and not just have us fix them all the time. Yes, which is great. Because they really are. They're going to learn how to be in conflict and get out of conflict. They're going to learn when to compromise and when to stand up for themselves 
like when do I not back down? And then when do I say, well, yeah, it's actually not that important that I choose the place we go get ice cream. I'll let my sister choose today. You know, they're going to learn all of these really important things. And then they're going to learn how to get along with different personalities Mm -hmm. and genders, because most likely you're going to have different gendered children (laughs) and you're a hundred percent going to have different personalities in your family. So it gives your kids really good exposure to different people because they're with them so much of the time. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get used to dealing with people of that personality type, which is awesome and really good for everyone in the whole world. Actually, it's great that we have this like nice little training ground at home that if we use it to our advantage, our children can go out into the world and do really well. Mm-hmm. And also making a point in terms of KJ's upbringing, cats do have very different personalities as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's just like, you know, you never know what you're going to get with those felines. Yeah, something yeah, I had to exactly. learn with them, which I think would, you know, apply to other sibling relationships is how to stand up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so... I like to think that you had to stand up for yourself because your parents were favoring the cats over you. Yes. A little too close to home. Still a wound. Yeah. It's okay. We can work on that later. Okay. So let's get into the different stages of sibling rivalries and what you as the parent need to do during those times. So when your kids are in that preschool age, which is where Taylor's kids are now, they're going to fight a lot and they're going to require a lot of intervention because they don't know how to say, oh, okay. Like she said, when they'd say sorry, and it's just like, sorry, they have no idea what they're saying because they're really thinking, I just want to get back to playing with my toy. And my mom says to say, sorry, so I'm going to do that because they're not developed enough to have that empathy and outward looking yet. And that's fine. So you're going to have a lot of intervention when your kids are in that age range. Then they're going to get to that young elementary school and it's going to become, what can I get from you? Right. (laughs) So this is such a fun age when you have that older child who is there and that younger child who is being taken advantage of over and over again and isn't really realizing it. And again, it's learning a skill. That's okay. You're going to be like, oh, my child is so frustrating because they keep taking advantage of their, you know, that's okay. They're learning how to get their needs met without using force and aggression. That's great. Sometimes you should intervene and be like, hey, it's time for her to choose something. But it's okay if that's what they're doing, right? Then they're going to get into that older school age, like, fourth grade to sixth and seventh grade where it's all about things being fair. And you're going to hear that's not fair 700 times a day, especially during the summer when they're around all the time and it's not going to be fair. And that's okay because if everything was equal, it still wouldn't be fair and it still wouldn't be enough. Right? So what you can say over and over again is fair is giving each of you what you need. And then you just leave it at that. I'm giving your brother what he needs. You do not need that right now. And then you move on with your life. So they're going to need less intervention as they grow up, but there's going to be different ways that they're fighting. And then once they get to their adolescent years, 
hopefully you have instilled in them these really good conflict resolution skills and you've coached them through it so they can handle it on their own. And all you have to do is be like, hey, guys, calm it down and then they can do it. If not, just do the same thing. If you have a teenager like me who is still stuck in the fair stage, that's okay. (laughs) Just keep working with them until they're ready to move to the next one. I am over it now, but I wasn't for a long time. So So since I lack personal experience on this, I've just had to gather this experience from working with families at work. But you can prevent some of the sibling rivalry with doing a few things. So one thing would be to just have clear family rules so that kids know what to expect when these situations come up. If I hit my brother, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. If I manipulate Susie, this is what's going to happen. And another thing to do would just be to have regular family time together, like having family dinner every night. There's lots of studies on how family dinner actually helps uh, families be closer and have less issues. And it's just a way for parents to give their kids attention and even individual attention within the whole family unit, like going around and asking each kid how their day was. Their highs and lows or best and worst. Another thing you can try is to be conscious about giving each child, you know, 10 to 15 minutes of one-on-one time each day. So like having special playtime for little kids or just sitting down and talking with your older kids. Another good thing to do is not to compare them with each other or other people and not use don't use labels like oh Susie our A student and yes. Brian our f- fun kid our wild child <laughs> our wild child or Things that like one that. really keeps us on their t- on our toes, mm-hmm. you know. That one's like, really what child wants to busy. Think about that? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. And then going along with that, I think would be just don't have favorites. Don't have a favorite child. Some good homework to do if you do find that you are favoring one child over another, and it might be like in flux like this child is easier right now and so it's always changing, but the child that you're having a harder time with do a list of 30 things that you enjoy about them every day. That is so difficult to do because it's hard to come up with 30 unique things, but that will really cause you to dig into kind of the minutia of your relationship and it'll be so good for you guys. So try that. And that's what we're trying to avoid and work through with these kids is allowing them to be their own person. So don't label and don't play favorites because then you're allowing your child to be who they are and to play the role in your family that they were always meant to play instead of pigeonholing them into what you want them to be. Okay, so when to intervene. There's so many different levels. So we're actually going to use a scale from the Center for Parenting Education and it's a green, yellow, orange, and red scale. So I love these scales. I know, right? You can just put this up on your fridge. It's going to be beautiful. So if it is green, that means you don't really need to intervene. And that is if siblings are just arguing and bickering and doing some mild name calling. If you're sitting in the car, you're driving, and there's just like, ma, 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 ma going on behind you, 
totally fine. Let it be. That's a great chance for them to learn how to sort things out on their own. The yellow is when things become a little more nasty. So they're calling people names, but it's like, you're stupid. And you know that that child really does believe that they're stupid. And so they're hitting them where it hurts. You know, that's when you want to intervene, have everyone calm down, share their story, and then compromise. And we'll talk a little bit about how to do that in a second. Orange. This is when they're kind of on that level of, I'm not sure if it's going to totally explode in three seconds or if they're just like pretending or if they're just going to go back to being happy siblings. And it's right on that edge. And you're like, I don't really know. So that's (laughs) when you want to intervene and be like, Hey, are you guys just playing or are you, is this about to get serious? Like, and then remind them of the rules. So if you can feel that tension building a lot, that's when you say, hey, just I want you to remind you guys, you can argue with your words, but we don't hit with our fists or something like that, right? And then red is when it's going down. Those children are hitting each other. They are calling each other awful, awful names. So that's when you need to intervene, separate the children, figure out what's going on, give them some time to cool off before you bring them back together because... That's not a good thing, right? This is where it's not uncommon to have siblings do some pretty good damage to other siblings. It is a real thing. You know, like bloody noses, bruises, bite marks. You know, I've seen some pretty good bite marks on kids. So (laughs) just remember, they'll love each other later, but you should probably intervene at that point for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you do when you intervene? This is what you guys all want to know, right? So when your kids are fighting with each other and you can't get them to stop by just being like, stop, here's what you do. First, come into the situation with no judgment. Parents love to judge. And parents love to think that they know what's happening with their children, but they don't. There actually was a great study that talked about how often people could tell if someone was lying and it was terrible. Like people could only identify a lie like 20% of the time, but their confidence level was like 90%. Mm -hmm. So you're misidentifying lies all the time. And it was true for social workers too. So I, I have always been very careful to like listen and try and figure things out because we think that we're like, Oh, I know when my child's lying. And sometimes you do, but there are many times when you don't. And there's a lot of times when kids will learn how to manipulate their siblings or you, which is again, a normal part of development. So let's not hate our kids for developing. And then you're going to be like, Oh, I had no idea. And that other child is getting the brunt of it because you're, older child is manipulating you or something, right? Or that younger child is manipulating you by being like, I love you so much. I'm so sweet. I could never do anything wrong. (laughs) Youngest children. Am I right? Yes. (laughs) Holler. Yeah. Right. Okay. So come in, try not to take sides and to judge unless you are seeing someone is bleeding or someone just got punched or whatever, that's when obviously you're going to come in, intervene and separate them. But otherwise you come in, you separate them a little bit and you say, Hey, I want to take a second, breathe. And then I want to hear both of your stories. 
So child A will say, here's my story. Child B will say, here's my story. And then you say, okay, they probably are opposite stories if they're young. If they're a little bit older, you can take that time to say, I need you guys to figure out a story together to tell me. Because then they have to like kind of fight it out amongst themselves before they come to you. Um, Then you say, okay, I hear the story. What are the compromises? What is the solution that you guys can come up with? Right? So Taylor mentioned this. Hey, Boone, how can you make Scout feel better? What can we do for her? And then he has to come up with some ideas. And then if they can't come up with ideas, that's obviously your role as a parent is to say, hey, here's what you should do. And then obviously you give the child, the children the chance to follow through and do it. And then they resume play. And then maybe five minutes again, you do the whole thing over again. <laughs> yeah. Especially when they're in that preschool, young school age, age, you are going to be repeating this cycle a hundred times a day. So that's okay. If your children are older it's really helpful to have them figure things out themselves, right? So that's like where that bench story can come into play where you can say, hey, I need you guys to go over here, talk it out, and then come up with the solution on your own. And that's totally appropriate as long as they are not, you know, two older brothers brawling with each other, which apparently happens, guys. Oh, it does. It does. I Seriously, that didn't happen in my house because it was like boy, girl, girl, boy. And my younger brother is so much younger than us. So we didn't have a lot of like violence other than when I was young and my brother would like drive me nuts and, you know, bug me. But apparently like if you have two boys who are close in age, who are teenagers, they will literally just duke it out, which is Mm -hmm. crazy to me. So I think you should get involved when that happens. (laughs) Unless there's like no blood. then Just like start spraying them with a hose or something. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, take it outside, guys. Take it in the backyard. Well, and I was just thinking about, maybe this is a little off, but I was just thinking about we have some listeners who have adult children. And Mm -hmm. how maybe this would look in adulthood would be, you know, if you have siblings who are fighting with each other and they're both calling you it's probably important to remain neutral and hear them out, but say, well, looking forward to hearing how you work that out with your sister, Susie. Yeah. Yes. Brian. (laughs) Oh, Brian and Susie, best of friends. And then the worst of enemies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. So just remember children are young For most of their lives. It feels like forever. It really is only 18 years. But man alive. I'm sure we all remember. Those 18 years are very long. And our brains are not developed. And your children's brains are not developed. So give them room. To explore and to learn. And remind them. That they are safe in your home. And so that's why you intervene. When big things are happening. Because that child needs to know. That you're on their side. And they are safe, but otherwise they have to learn these important conflict resolution skills. And the best and easiest way is to do it at home where they are in that safe place where they feel like, oh, I can fight with my sibling and we're not going to hate each other forever. We're just going to hate each other for a little while. And then we're going to love each other again and it's going to be great, right? Like I remember doing some pretty awful things. We actually had this great 
conversation last week on Sunday when we were all having dinner together. We have family dinner with all my siblings every Sunday. And I was remembering how I was so mean to my sister. And I would say, just kidding, just kidding about just kidding, just kidding about just kidding about just kidding. And I would just go on forever. Stop. And I just thought of it as like something that was annoying that I said. And then my mom reminded me that the thing I would say at the beginning was like pretty intense. So it would be like (laughs) really mean or like really cruel or whatever. And then I'd be like, just kidding, just kidding about just kidding. (laughs) And so my mom like had a literal reaction when I brought it up. I was like, remember when I said, just kidding about just kidding. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, I hated that. (laughs) And my sister was like, that wasn't funny, you know? And I'm over here like, it was funny. And now I'm like, I was just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Just kidding about just kidding. So Allow your kids time to learn and grow because they will learn and grow, but they're going to do some pretty obnoxious things along the way. And they really are going to have these hard relationships with their siblings, but try and make sure that they still like each other at some point every day. If you have that where they just don't like each other, go get some extra help because there's something else going on. But as long as they are coming back together and playing together and talking with each other, you're totally fine. They're going to be fine in the long run. Hopefully these tools help you to not want to pull your hair out every day when your child, again, just looks at their brother the wrong way and your son loses it. Or they're in the car and they just like put their hand over the line, you know, and just touch, just a touch. Or they put it right next to their face, but they don't actually touch them. But I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, exactly. Or like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Or <laughs> the um, the copycat game. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just things like that. Like, it's just part of growing up and being siblings. They're learning to exert power. They're learning to stand up for themselves. It's really good and healthy for them. So remember, even when you want to like just take a break and lock all your kids in a room and say good luck, just remember it's normal. Let the Hunger Games begin. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're like, one kid comes out victorious. I don't (laughs) care who it is. Do what you got to do. Hopefully it's my favorite, but whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, I hope it's my secret favorite that no one knows that I have, but I totally have. That you all know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is. Okay. So one more note on just siblings who compete with each other. Um, I know that I was very competitive with my siblings. It's a very normal thing. It will often lead people to achieve more and be better when they want to compete with their siblings. And that's okay. But if you find that that self-fulfilling prophecy is coming in of like, Oh, my older sibling is so much smarter than me. I can't even, I'm not even going to try. That's when you really want to intervene and remind them that they have their own place, their own person, and they are valuable as they are. And they need to work on what they can work on and not compare themselves. Right. And don't try and just be like, Oh, we're a soccer family. So all of our kids play soccer, try and dig a little bit deeper to figure out what that child likes, because then you're not going to have as much competition, but if they both genuinely love soccer, then that's totally fine to have a little healthy competition of like, 
I'm really awesome and whatnot, but encourage them that they should be competing against themselves, not their siblings. Okay, so what if all of this stuff doesn't work? First of all, give it time. Sibling relationships are always in flux and it depends on their development and what's happening. You might say like this one year was so hard because you had two kids who were in a developmental storm, but then maybe the next three years were easier. So just remind yourself of that. But if it's not getting better and it feels like one kid is especially vicious or they're both vicious towards each other, get further help. Do family counseling. It is great. And as counselor can help you see like, oh, yeah, that's normal. Or no, we need to work on this a little bit. Also remember to look to that child's deeper needs. If they are constantly bugging their sibling because that sibling ignores them most of the time and the only way they can get their attention is by bugging them, just remind yourself they're just getting their needs met. How can I have them meet that need in a better way? Or if they're bugging their sibling to get your attention, how can I have them get that attention in a healthy way or ask for it in a healthy way? And then remember, Every fight ends eventually. It always does. And things will escalate to a crazy level sometimes. But just remember, that's part of being in a family. It will get better. Everything will be okay in the future. Just keep teaching love and connection and empathy. And your kids will turn out awesome. We promise. So let's get to those takeaways. Okay. So our takeaways for today are to try the green, yellow, orange, and red method of intervening. Follow those steps depending on what level of um, discourse is going on between your children. Um, Another one is take a look at your own family of origin and the way you resolve conflict and see if you need to work on anything. So see if you're bringing anything in from your own family and if it's affecting uh, how you're doing things in your home. And lastly, just remind yourself over and over and over and over again that siblings fight and that it is all right. Oh my gosh, that rhymed. That was really nice. (laughs) So cute that you just rhymed. (laughs) Well, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the time you spent here. With us. (laughs) Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search ThoughtsPod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us. Bloopers. Bloopers. Wait, can we post that video of your... Wait, we probably shouldn't. You could cut this out because people will be like, (laughs) animal cruelty when your dad... What does he do? He throws the cats? Oh, he flips them. Yes, he flips them. That's what he does. Do I sound like a monkey? (laughs) Whoa. That's impressive. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. (laughs) That one was really, really good.